Hello and welcome to the Yeshua Judaism podcast series. Today I just have a discussion that's basically off the cuff. It's something that came up today. I was at work and as is typical, I was listening to a rabbi. I won't name that rabbi currently, but that's generally what I do when I'm listening to something. I don't listen to music. I don't listen to audiobooks. I have favorite rabbis that I like to listen to, and I've spent over the years definitely hundreds and probably almost certainly thousands of hours listening listening to and enjoying the teachings of a number of uh, Akiva Judaism rabbis. Yes, yes, I actually listen to the rabbis. Uh, as I've said in the Yeshua Judaism definitions, part one and part two, Yeshua Judaism, in general, in most cases, in most areas, agrees with the Kiva Judaism, that is, Orthodox Judaism. And if you want good Torah teaching, you certainly can't go to a, a Christian church. Uh, the rabbis, and I will admit this, they are the source of Torah, and they're where we should go to hear Torah, with limitations, which I will... Uh, detail on a different podcast. It will be a podcast in which I discuss how someone pursuing Yeshua Judaism should practice discernment when listening to the rabbis, what to beware of. But be that as it may, I spend a lot of time listening to rabbis. I enjoy them. I very much highly respect them. I do not have any animosity towards them. However, there are times when they discuss things which does, as they say, raise the hackles on my back. It, it, it makes me angry. And one of those things is when they attempt to prove that uh, only Judaism, that is only Akiva Judaism, is really a legitimate religion based upon history, based upon how it came to be, etc., etc., and that Christianity is bogus, and they give reasons why it's bogus, and it disturbs me. First of all, they're wrong. Now, I don't mean they're wrong about Christianity. And see, there's one of the somewhat sly and deceitful tactics they use, and I mention it elsewhere, and I'll, I'll probably mention it from time to time, uh, maybe even often. What I mean by that is, Rabbis of Akiva Judaism, generally when they're practicing counter-missionary activity, and every rabbi eventually, I've, I've listened to a number of rabbis that aren't normally labeled or would, would not normally be considered a counter-missionary. There are rabbis where that is their specialty. Uh, I would call it Lashon Hara. Their specialty is Lashon Hara because they basically lie uh, often or use deceit. If they're not lying, they use deceit. Now, what deceit particularly do they use? What is the most deceptive tactic? Well, what they do is they attack Christianity. Uh, for instance, Christianity teaches that Jesus, which even isn't even his name, I mean, Christianity doesn't even know the name of Messiah. His name is Yeshua. But so that Christianity teaches Jesus is God in the flesh, God incarnate. And Christianity also generally teaches that the Torah has been abolished and is no longer in effect. And it's the law versus grace garbage of Christianity, and grace has taken control, and grace now rules, 
Basically, Christianity teaches that all the way up through the Bible, from Genesis to, to Malachi or to Malachi, God was one God, and suddenly, boop, he changed and became a totally different God once it jumped over into the Gospel of Matthew. That's what most Christians teach. I agree with I agree that they teach that. And I also agree with the rabbis that it is absolute nonsense and pagan. And as I've said before, you're not going to find me defending Christianity. However, again, what the rabbis do is they will use Christianity as the, you might say, the, what's the term for it? Uh, I don't want to use anything politically incorrect, but something to beat up on. That's their punching bag. So they'll use Christianity as their punching bag, and then they'll give it, go give um, reasons and excuses and and uh, facts which prove that Christianity is wrong, and at the same time they'll use information that prove or that they that suggests strongly suggests and provides very strong evidence that Judaism, Akiva Judaism, is is truth. Well, first of all, I'll go to the, I'll, let's look at the Christianity thing. When they use Christianity as their punching bag, they're practicing direct deceit. Why? Because Christianity is not supported by the New Testament. Let me say that again. The New Testament does not, does not support the doctors of Christianity. Now, why do I say that? Let's take the Jesus is God issue. There are numerous books. One of the classics is the book by Sir Anthony Buzzard, The Doctrine of the Trinity, Christianity's Self-Inflicted Wound. That book is decades old. There are other books. There are websites. There are apologists who oppose the Jesus is God thing. My, my point is, when the rabbis imply that the New Testament teaches Jesus is God, they intentionally, let me say that again, they're intentionally and deceitfully ignoring the many voices that are saying, no, the New Testament does not teach that. On my website alone, which is the TorahMessiah.org website, I have a number of articles and discussions on that very issue, matter of fact, that's the dominant theme of the website, is to prove that Yeshua is not God. So, by implying that that's what the New Testament teaches, they're lying. The rabbis are absolutely lying. They never bring up the fact that of all the people out there, they never mention all the Christians, even, who oppose the Jesus is God principle. So, that's the first point. They are totally misrepresenting the New Testament when it comes to the Jesus is God issue by making Christianity their punching bag. And again, Christianity is not equal to the New Testament. Now, sure, Christians will argue that. Christians will say, I'm wrong. Forget it. To be perfectly blunt, most Christians are so ignorant when it comes to biblical matters, especially Torah, which they know nothing about, they don't know the difference between their butt and a hole in the ground, just to be blunt. I mean, so... Forget what Christians say. They, even Christian leaders, they're ignorant. If you don't know Torah and don't advance Torah, you're ignorant. And they don't know it. They don't study it even in their seminaries. Even, when, even with advanced degrees in their seminaries, they're not going to study Torah. 
Secondly, the issue of the law being abolished. Messiah himself, Yeshua himself stated, he did not come to abolish the Torah. I have a complete article on that, which I will put in podcast format. And it will be a fairly lengthy podcast because it's a lengthy article. And in that, in that discussion, I prove, and frankly, the, I've had that material out there for over a decade. I would estimate over 15 years. No one has ever refuted it because you can't, because I use the very words of Yeshua from the Gospels in the New Testament. And I prove that it is impossible to follow Messiah, which the New Testament teaches you are to do, if you reject the Torah. Basically, I prove that the Torah was never abolished in the New Testament. So when the rabbis, the Kiva Judaism rabbis, imply that it, that it is, they're totally misrepresenting the New Testament. But again, they're using Christianity. And they always must draw a parallel in the minds of their listeners, that is, in the minds of the rab, uh, Akiva Judaism rabbi listeners, they must establish an equal, um, I guess, an equality between the New Testament and Christianity. They must establish that equality. So they suggest and they imply as they attack Christian ridiculous Christian, pagan, and lawless doctrines, they imply that they're actually attacking what the New Testament teaches. They're lying. Or perhaps they're not lying. Perhaps they're just, frankly, ignorant. I mean, seriously, I'm sure the rabbis don't spend a lot of time reading the New Testament. Maybe they're simply, frankly, ignorant and stupid and regarding the New Testament and, and don't even know what it teaches. But they need to be more honest because they're very dishonest when they do that. Again, there are a multitude of books, all kinds of material out there, disproving the Jesus is God nonsense that so many Christians have unfortunately been led to believe. There's also an enormous amount of material disproving that the New Testament teaches that the Torah is abolished. As a matter of fact, where do you think Messianic Judaism came from? The Messianic movement, which started years back with the Hebrew Roots movement and the Jewish Christians movement, the Messianic movement openly promotes Torah. Matter of fact, they teach Torah. It's in many Messianic synagogues, <laughs> if you walked in, you would be hard-pressed to figure out, are you in a Orthodox Jewish synagogue, or are you in a Messianic? I mean, you, you won't even know, because a lot of them are so Orthodox. You literally would have a hard time distinguishing. Now, of course, not all of them. But my point is, if you have groups, and there are many of them, who follow and embrace the New Testament, who also teach Torah and strenuously oppose the 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 uh, belief among most Christians that the Torah is abolished from in the New Testament, then if that exists, if you have all those groups, then obviously the New Testament, at, at the very least, it's not completely settled that it abolishes the Torah. So, here's my point. You have those two issues that rabbis are constantly pounding away on. 
Jesus is God. Torah is abolished. Oh, that proves New Test the New Testament's wrong. Or well, they don't say New Testament. They say that proves Christianity is wrong. I agree. I agree. I totally agree. The the I guess overwhelming number of Christian groups, yeah, they're wrong. And you're not going to ever find me supporting them. There's a reason I haven't set foot in a church for but once in Oh, I don't even remember the last time. Well, not this century. <laughs> I can tell you that. I haven't set foot in a church this century, and we're now in the year 2020. There's a reason for that. Yet I still embrace the New Testament. I won't even go, and I know this may sound bad to some people, but to be honest, I won't even go to family weddings that are held in churches. And I don't know if my family knows that. <laughs> they're not going to listen to this because they're, they're given over to the paganism of Christianity, and they won't even talk about anything Torah-related. May God bring about the day they do. But I, I, I haven't even gone to weddings of, of uh, for instance, my nephews. I've had two or three nephews. Get, I, I didn't go to their weddings. Why? Because they were, they were held in a church, and for me to walk in a church, I, it would be equivalent to me walking into a pagan temple. So I will not do it. The only time I will go into a church which thank God I haven't had to do yet, is to mourn the dead. For instance, if my mother were to pass away, may it not happen, Father, may it not happen, may she see the Messiah return. If she were to pass, I would go to the funeral to honor her. But that's the only thing I would go to a church for. So I guess to sum this little portion up, do not accept... When a rabbi, when an Akiva Judaism rabbi attacks Christianity, know in your mind they're talking about Christianity, the standard Christian errors. There's a reason they don't focus specifically on the New Testament. And if they do, they're going to cherry pick verses. And the New Testament, everybody knows, I mean, Christians don't want to admit it, the New Testament has problems, okay? It's not a perfect transmission. It's got, it's not, it's no, by no means perfect. It has reliability. But my, my point is, if you have so many people like myself, and there are many people who do not support the Jesus is God theory, who do not support that Torah is abolished, and yet who do firmly embrace the New Testament, then again, at the very least, the rabbis shouldn't categorically state that the New Testament supports standard Christian dogma. It doesn't. So that is one area of deceit that is standard. It's common. It's, it's like it's talking points that they circulate among themselves. Hey, let's say this. Let's, let's use this deception, this Lashon Hara. I mean, it, it, it's sad that Akiva Judaism, Orthodox Judaism, has such in, like. You know, the Kafetz Kaim, you have all this great material that discusses Lashon Hara, evil speech, and it, they seem to ignore it. It's like they, they teach it better than anyone, and then they also often practice it worse than anyone when it comes to their deceitful tactics of uh, counter-missionary activity. So now let me go over to the second thing that causes me... Uh, <laughs> heartburn when I hear it, and I've heard it so much. Matter of fact, today I heard it again, and this is what prompted me. It's like, I've had it. I've had it. <laughs> I'm getting sick of hearing this, 
It was from a rabbi I really, really like, one of my favorite rabbis, like I said earlier. But I just thought, I, I got I to gotta respond to this. What they do is they'll put forth, you know, they're apologists for Judaism, obviously. So they'll start talking about why Judaism, Akiva Judaism, is the most legitimate and provable of all religions. So they'll talk about, for instance, all the witnesses at uh, you know, Mount Sinai, the giving of Torah. When Moshe gave the Torah, you had all these people. And they'll go through various, various aspects of the Tanakh. Maybe they'll talk about archaeological proofs. Basically, they'll, what they'll do is they will prove or attempt to prove the Tanakh, or as Christians irreverently call it, the Old Testament. And then they'll go on and start talking, maybe when they're attacking Christianity, they'll bring up things in the New Testament, and they always, again, like I previously said, they'll bring up the errors of Christianity and how silly they are. Well, first of all, here's the point. All of their proofs, all of the things they talk about, about the Torah and the legitimacy of Torah, I agree with. In fact, the New Testament agrees with it. 100% agrees with it. So that's what's weird. They're not saying something we disagree with. I totally agree with what they say. But then they'll turn around and flip it as though someone like me would disagree and would argue with them. No, I agree. But here's what they further what they do. They then, when they compare that to, say, the New Testament, they've gone from even the New Testament, and, and I have a discussion of this on the website, the term Scripture is mentioned 51 times in the New Testament. In every single instance in the New Testament that the word Scripture is referred to, it is talking about the Tanakh. Nowhere in the New Testament is the New Testament called Scripture. And I'll have a podcast where I prove that. The New Testament does not call itself Scripture. Or, or when I say Scripture, I'm talking about Holy Scripture, like the Tanakh. None of the apostles did. Yeshua didn't. No one in the New Testament, not a single character in the New Testament, ever considered their writings to be at any level equal to the Tanakh or the Torah. They didn't. So when rabbis imply that they did, again, the rabbis are either lying or they're ignorant. And if they're ignorant, they shouldn't practice Lashon Hara by bearing false witness on something they know nothing about. Now, furthermore, they then ignore, so they're using the Tanakh, but what they don't talk about is Interestingly, Akiva Judaism didn't exist in the first century. The Siddur didn't exist. The prayer book of Judaism did not exist in the first century. Matter of fact, it was written during the Talmudic times, centuries later. Now, yeah, there were maybe a handful of prayers, such as the Shemana Israel or the Amidah, standing prayer, that existed, but there was no Siddur, there was no Mishnah. There was no Talmud. There was no 
a very limited number of Durbanums or rabbinic dictates compared to today, it was a completely different situation. And when they taught, when they attacked the various, I'll, I'll just use the term myth and legend, I'll, whether it's true or not, I'll just use that term, the myths and legends, you might call it, of, of the New Testament, which I believe, but let's just call them myths and legends. So they'll attack, they'll attack the myths and, le, myths and legends of the New Testament, but somehow they never talk about their own myths and legends, which vastly outnumber those in the New Testament. For instance, where were the witnesses when Rabbi Akiva allegedly achieved the 50th level of Pardis, which can only be achieved by Messiah? Where, where were the witnesses? Where's the proof of that? Where were the witnesses when Yochanan uh, Shimon Bar Yechoi and his son left the cave after 12 years and then started shooting apparently bolts of fire out of their eyes and caught everything on fire until an angel, an angel or a, a, bat goal, a, a, a heavenly voice had to tell him to go back into the cave. Where are the witnesses for that? And of course, uh, Shimon Bar Yechoi is the author of the Zohar. Where, where's the witnesses? Because, you know, the, the rabbis are always talking about all these witnesses, which proves their faith. Um. I don't know. Where are they? Where are the witnesses? And then when uh, when Shimon Bar Yechoi and his son came out a year later, and his son was still blasting things with his eyeballs or whatever, and then his father would, like, put him out and heal everything. Where's all the witnesses? Hmm. Interesting story, but where's the witnesses? And, of course, Akiva Judaism promotes all this as, as absolutely fact. Really, uh, where are the witnesses? Where's the proof? And then when you have uh, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi or Rabbi Yehuda, Yehuda the Prince who, was, who compiled the Mishnah, uh, he allegedly at one point spoke to a cow. So he was talking to a cow. Where, where are the witnesses? Did he moo? Moo, moo. I mean, how did he speak to this cow and understand the cow? I mean, I could go on and on and on. I mean, there are so many. Where are the witnesses when Moshe or Moses supposedly received a vision where he saw himself in the yeshiva of Rabbi Akiva, and he was sitting on the eighth row of Yakiva's yeshiva or Torah study school? And, of course, rabbis know this, but the Christians listening to this may not. The row you sat on, the better you were, the better, the, the better students sat up front. The further back you set, the dumber you were, basically, or the worse you were. Allegedly, at least according to Rabbi Yaakov Wolby, one of my favorite rabbis, rabbis Moses was on the row number eight. He definitely wasn't on the front row. Now, what is that? Hmm. So Rabbi Akiva knew more than Moses. Now, it's funny because the rabbis are always saying, oh, no, Moshe is the greatest prophet. He knew everything. He but he was still apparently not as smart as Rabbi Akiva. Where are the witnesses for that? For that vision? I mean, they say it happened. I mean, uh, where are the witnesses? Anybody see him writhing around in, in sleep, you know, and sweating and having a bad dream? Where are the witnesses? There are so many things <laughs> that they don't talk about, the rabbis. They'll attack sit, th- sit uh, things and 
events and reports in the New Testament, but they don't want you to scrutinize their own material. No, they don't want you to do that. Seriously, dude, I could I could go through <laughs> numerous things that are just crazy stuff, but I don't. I don't attack them because I respect the rabbis. I respect Torah. But the Akiva Judaism rabbis have no respect, none at all. For the Hazal, for the, for the people of Yeshua Judaism, they hate them. They just hate. And it's, it's interesting because it's allegedly, you know, um, baseless hatred is allegedly, allegedly given as one of the reasons for the destruction of the second, second Temple, according to the sages. Well, when are they going to get rid of the basis, baseless hatred? Rabbis, Akiva Judaism rabbis, when are you going to lay aside your baseless hatred of Yeshua and his followers? Now, they did, who did Yeshua hurt? What Jew did he hurt? What, what Jews did any of his original followers hurt? You can't blame them for Christianity's pagan, absolutely pagan, horrific history. I'll go th- in, in another broad uh, podcast. I'll discuss where Christianity completely kidnapped and totally restructured itself, the New Testament faith. The New Testament, during the New Testament times, there was no physical threat from the followers of Yeshua. It was a sect of Judaism. Now, yes, Christianity, Roman-based Christianity, is, and I'll just say it because it's true, it's history's most brutal and bloodthirsty terrorist organization that has ever lived. Christianity has been a blight. In history, it is proven to be a murderous, torturous, tyrannical blight on humanity. But that's not the New Testament. That's not Yeshua and his original followers. So why the baseless hatred? Well, I'll discuss that in another podcast. But I just wanted to get this off my chest because I'm fed up with the deceit and the lies. I'm fed up with it. Rabbis, please. I mean, I don't, I'm not asking, you don't have to support the New Testament. But stop lying. Stop being bold-faced liars by equating the New Testament, which even you, many of you rabbis will openly state promoted a sect of Judaism. When you equate that to Christianity, you've got to know you're lying. And if not, then maybe you need to study something before you condemn it. Maybe you need to cease your baseless hatred and habitual Lashon Hara because Akiva Judaism rabbis, are, are, they're literally addicted to Lashon Hara when it comes to Yeshua, his original followers, or the New Testament. They're addicted to it. But I'll, this completes my rant. <laughs> but I'll, I'll go into detail in other podcasts discussing all, all these things I've brought up. And I appreciate, appreciate you listening to this, but I, but I just could not let this pass. I'm so sick of hearing the rabbis use deceitful tactics, tactics excuse me, 
and uh, and talking points and spin that they got to know is wrong or they're just ignorant. I don't know. But anyway, thank you for listening, and um, I'll have more information on future podcasts. Thank you.